Hello. Theatre is not limited, says Hilary May, founder of the Michael Knight Theatre Company. It is open to everyone to take part and is part of the community. Theatre gives a voice to those who would not normally have a chance to tell their story. In today's episode, I talk with Hilary May and some of the members of the Michael Knight Theatre Company and hear their stories of how theatre changed their lives and how they are evolving their creative craft through lockdown. Welcome to Creative Conversations, the Tiger Spirit podcast exploring creativity in all its diverse forms. I'm Yang Mei Ui. I'm an author and podcaster. So here we are with my conversation with the Michael Knight Theatre Company. Well, I'm really excited for this episode. We've got a first. We've got several people on this podcast um, from the Michael Knight Theatre Company. We've got the director and the cast. Um, and I'm really excited, a little bit nervous to have so many people uh, chatting uh, this, uh, this episode. Um, now, we have Hilary May, Colin Simon Barrett, Pamela Laniero, Jordi Villa and Jasmine Kalia. And I'm now going to stop talking and I'm going to invite them to tell us something about themselves. So Hilary May, could you kick us off and tell us something about yourself and your role in the Michael Knight Theatre Company? Okay, um, my name is Hilary May, as you said before, and I am the founder and director of the Michael Knight Theatre Company. Fantastic. Um, over to Colin Simon Barrett. Hi, good, good evening. Uh, yes, my name is Colin Barrett. I'm a um, movement coordinator, choreographer, and now contributor and actor within um, the Michael Knight Company. And uh, now uh, I hand over to Pamela Laniero. Hi, uh, my name is Pamela Laniero, and I've been with the Michael Knight Theatre Company from its inception. And um, yes. Fantastic. And we'll hear more of your story later. Um, and uh, now over to Jordi Vela. Hello, my name is Jordi and I am an actor in the Michael Knight Company Theatre. Thank you. And we round off with Jasmine Kalia. Oh, hi, everyone. I'm Jasmine Kalia. Um, I um, am a multidisciplinary artist and I also am a producer within um, Michael Knight Theatre Company as well. Fantastic. Welcome, all of you. Um, now, to start off, um, Hilary May, what inspired you to found the Michael Knight Theatre Company and what is the focus of the company's creative work? Um, so what inspired me, uh, first of all, is when I um, got a group uh, of people to do some acting and there was about three of us at the beginning and we did an adaptation of um, Miss Julie um, Strindberg's, um, August Strindberg's play, Miss Julie. So um, from doing that play, I kind of um, adapted it and called it Miss Ida. And so from doing that play, um, that inspired me to continue from, from, from the performance. It made me continue to say, well, I could, you know, start up a theatre company. And it was from then onwards that uh, I started up the theatre company. Um, so yeah, and the creative focus 
is to kind of expand more of uh, the actors' um, creativity to for them to have a platform to perform. And so my 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 role is directing and producing and creating as much work as possible. So yeah, that was it. And can you tell us also what inspired the, the you to name uh, the theatre company Michael Knight? Oh, okay. So Michael Knight Theatre Company, well, basically Michael Knight uh, was my brother and he was an actor. And what inspired me was that his passion for Shakespeare and acting and um, and what he wanted, all he wanted to do was act. And um, he, he, he died very early from cancer. And so um, that inspired me to create a, a theatre company for people who want to act, because we, as we as we know in the uh, performing arts industry, it's it can be it for me it shouldn't be, but it's it's kind of limited because of they do a lot of profiling on you know auditions and etc. So I wanted this theatre company to be a very inclusive with people in the performing arts so that they have that freedom to create and to express their creativity. And so that's that was the inspiration from it all. That's a really beautiful story because what you're what you're doing is kind of um, his legacy lives on um, and yeah. you're opening up theatre to people who might maybe not think about, oh, actually, I quite like to act. Oh, but mm. it's a bit intimidating. I can't yeah. really I don't really know how to get into that. Um, and we'll hear some of the cast's um, and crew's story uh, stories uh, a little bit later on in the podcast, which will kind of um, affirm that uh, uh, that inspiration. Um, mm. And and uh, I want to bring in Pamela Laniero at the this point because you have a very life-affirming story about how you became involved in the Michael Knight Theatre Company. Um, yes, hello again. Um, I've um, been part of um, uh, Michael Knight's Theatre Company since it began. Um, I met Hilary while we were studying at London Met and um, I was going through some personal challenges. Um, sadly at the time I I was diagnosed with um, breast cancer and I hadn't seen Hillary for a while so I just happened to bump into her at a station in London and then she got in contact with me and said she was thinking of starting a theatre company and um, there was as she said three of us I was one of them and she, our first production was called Miss Ida and um that's how I got into it. And I found it really helpful, very cathartic. Um, it helped me really. The main thing it did, one of the main thing it helped me with, apart from growing as, as, a, as a person in performing, but to take my mind off what I was going through. Because at the time I was having radiotherapy, I had not long uh, finished a gruelling um, uh six months of chemotherapy. Um, it was actually the second, not the first time, it was the second time my diagnosis had, um, at the time, um, if I go back quickly, I had already had my first bout of chemo, a, a grueling one. And this was the second time, it wasn't not long, had I finished my first treatment. And I'd found out that the, um, the cancer sadly had come back. So you know, obviously, 
it just came at the right time and it helped me enormously and it took me off uh it took my mind off things really so yeah that's that's such a wonderful inspiring story about how creativity and a creative engagement uh actually sort of helped you through a really really difficult and challenging and must have been very also very scary time um so thank you pamela laniero and and hillary may for, for for starting us off um so i'd like to now open it up to the rest of the cast and ask each of you you know what performances have you been involved in with the michael knight theater company and what was it like and how did be being involved in the michael knight theater company help you personally um and um uh, we, we've had we've heard from Pamela Laniero about, about that, uh, how that specifically um, you know it helped you with with your um, with your cancer and and your um, uh, your health. Um, and so, would you like to say anything else about 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 that and and how you've stayed involved with the theatre company after after you've sort of be, uh, in in your recovery phase, Pamela Laniero? Yeah, well, it, it helped me to grow as a person. Um, I, as Hilary knows me and the others, I do have a problem with being on stage. Uh, I do get very extremely nervous, as you could probably tell. Um, the first uh, uh, production was, uh, as Hilary said, Miss Ida. And uh, that was adapted from uh, Strindberg. And in certain scene where I had to be very up close and personal and I'm not very good in personal space um, and um, one of the good thing that Hillary does um, she does a lot of devising in her piece which helps you break barrier that you might have when performing and it's been a long time the last time I did anything any type of theatre was more or less at uni or straight after uni and after that I had not done anything um, I had my children, and um, the the experience um, helped me in confidence, really, and space when performing, how to deal with being very up and close, intimate space. I, I found that to be very helpful, and her way of devising and improvising and talking and movement, that helped me um, overcome um um and to help me with my performance wonderful that's a wonderful story um what about you colin simon barrett um your your just because um uh, uh, pamela mentioned uh, movement and of course my immediately i thought let's let's bring colin simon barrett in and, and and you can tell us about your involvement with the michael knight theater company Hello again. Yes. Um, well, I've been fortunate to know Hillary. We were we've we've known each other since teenage years, and so I've known her for thirty plus years. And so um, I my background is actually in dance, musical theatre, and so um, the uh, last but one project, um, she asked me to come in and help. Uh, uh, stage and help with some movement, basically, to to um, two of the performers in the, their current production. And obviously, you know, it was a great opportunity. And know Hillary and um, did what I was able to do. And so it was from there. Although I'd known Hillary and I'd seen some of the productions, it was from there she invited me to be to contribute because a lot of the work, at least the production I was in, were individual contributions that were 
meshed together in in a in, in a through line sort of narrative so you know and so that was my introduction to actually being part of Michael Knight but I've supported them for as long as I've known and been able to so you've also done some acting as a result of that rather than just being the choreographer and, and movement person yeah in the last performance I mean it, it was spoken word pro uh, poetry which are, which will encompass you know whatever is called for acting you know performance speech uh, yeah so yeah and, and and it was one of the very first times that I've had to I've done spoken word poetry periodically um, many years ago and performed uh, my poetry or you know done uh, yeah mainly my own but it was the first time I really had the time to develop or outside influence help me develop it present it um perform it in a concentrated audience rather than you know an audience that may bypass you know getting drinks at a bar um on on an open mic night or something so you know i was grateful for that that you know i was given the opportunity and grateful that you know the work that i you know a very intimate well two very intimate pieces that you know mean a lot to me was handled as delicately and sensitively and also for me to have a chance to perform that as me rather than a character or a dancer because I'm very well you know of course as much as it is in me there's a performance element but you know oftentimes I am doing something for someone else as someone else or as a uniformed you know person you know so yeah, so I, I was grateful for that opportunity and it's taken me in a way a long time to get there. Great, and, you know, and, and as I say, Hillary and the Michael Knight has afforded me too and it's great to be part of the team. Wonderful, thank you, Colin. Um, so can I invite you, Geordie Villa, to talk about your experiences of being involved with, the, with Michael Knight Theatre Company? Hi, yeah. So yeah, uh, I knew also Hillary from before the company. So one day we were talking and uh, uh, when she was thinking about the idea to, to uh, create this company, I said that I, I would like to, to try to uh, do some acting. Um, but um, me, as, as, as probably you can see for my accent, I'm, uh, English is not my first language. so. I was a bit shy uh, to do it because uh, it's uh, to go in a stage in front of uh, people and uh, not speaking 100% um, English. Uh, at that time as well, it was a different level. So, um, but yeah, uh, uh, I did it. With, well, um, she invited to to perform in. Uh, in um, a, a play was called uh, no, Ju no Justice, No Peace, where I was uh, doing and acting as a policeman. And uh, it was very fun and also helped me to not be shy anymore. Also helped me to not have, uh, uh, get more confident with my English and in, in general as well. And uh, yeah, very, very happy. And, and uh, after that, uh, um, I've been uh, trying to help and participate as much as I can to all the performances. 
Fantastic. Thank you, Geordie. Um, I'm going, I'll, I'll come over now to, to you, Hilary, and then we'll, we'll finish with, with Jasmine. Um, what I'm, I'm curious about, Hilary May, is now that you've, you know, you had this idea, you're going to start this company. Um, at that point, it was just an idea in your head. And now a few years on, you've done some productions, you've worked with this wonderful team. How has that affected you and changed you? Um, it's, it's been, you know, it's been a, a beautiful journey. Uh, because creating art and performances has really brought the kind of, um, how can I say, that space where I can feel like I am totally, you know, um, it's brought, it's, it's totally kind of like a, like, like a divine being, you know. Um, it's a space where we can just be ourselves and don't have to pretend to be anything else. And it's a safe place. And 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 I've been, you know, I think I've been really, I'm so grateful for all the actors who have come into the space and showed their performances. And so I've really loved um, the journey and it's been, it's made me so happy as well. Um, it, it just, it's just filled, it, it, it just brings me joy when I do a creative piece. And when I produce it and when I direct it and also how the performers bring it to life. So I feel like I'm just guiding them and then they just become this amazing uh, creatures or beings who just show their work. So, yeah, I, it's it's been a, a beautiful journey. And this is what gives me the motivation to do more and more and more and more. So, yeah. That's incredible. I think I'm quite struck by what you said about the performance kind of being themselves, bringing themselves, because, of course, generally we, we tend to think, oh, acting, you're pretending to be somebody else. You're not being mm. yourself. Would you like yeah. to say a bit more about that? Well, it's especially with this kind of like when we did the divine beings, it, it kind of broke down the barriers of pretending and to try to bring the storytelling to the audience um, so that there is that kind of impact so you impact the audience with what's going on and I feel that this is the time for um, acting performance storytelling scripts to have a stronger impact I mean yes theatre should be about entertaining but where we are right this moment we also need to be aware about the divineness of who we are and I was I'm just hope I, I'm the the performances that that the group has done and the the, the 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 device pieces that we have done has has brought that to that kind of awareness um so yeah that's what yeah thank you Hilary um Jasmine Kalia would you like to uh tell us about your experiences of being with the Michael Knight Theatre Company and perhaps um if you have anything else to say about the uh, divine beings that I'd love to hear about that yeah of course so um yeah I actually can't remember how MKT started but I just it felt so natural that all the kind of rehearsals like I just remember um we started doing rehearsals over one summer in 2015 and then um we were really lucky to to be offered that space again and again um and create loads of different pieces of work so you know through the years we've done so many different device pieces um with 
you know, like loads of taking on loads of work from U- mainly UK-based playwrights, um, uh, but also as well mixing contemporary and then also, you know, like more traditional classic pieces um, and bring like kind of get, bringing it, bringing our own vibe to it, if that makes sense, taking out the strengths of every performer. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really amazing to, uh, cause I mean, this is only a small sh- section of the cast today. We've got quite a few more members, um, and it's just been really amazing to have people bring their own pieces to the work, but then also to take on, you know, plays as well. Um, and yeah, like with, so I've been with MKT as a technician, producer, and last year I got to, um, oh, sorry, in 2019, um, I brought some pieces to, you know, the rehearsal room. Um, and that's kind of how we came up with Divine Beings. And most of the pieces were anecdotal, so like storytelling and, you know, talking like talking about per- or lived experiences. Um, and last year we showcased uh, Divine Beings in Camden People's Theatre, so it was sold out, which was which was amazing. But um, it was also kind of scary because it was two weeks before lockdown, so <laughs> I don't know how we did that. But yeah, we've got we had I think we sold out about fifty five or something tickets for that night, and then the night before we performed, and that sold out as well. So it was a really well received show, <laughs> which was great. So yeah, that was, um, yeah, so we've just been working on Divine Beans and then now we're going to create the video version of it for Ooh. Norwich Fringe Festival <laughs> as well. Well, while, while we're on Divine Beans, why don't you tell us a bit more about your, your plans for the video and, um, and the Norwich Fringe Festival? Yeah, so um, at the minute um, we're creating a, a live streamed version um, of of Divine Beings, which will be showcased on the Norwich Fringe Festival. So um, some pieces will be slightly different and original pieces um, for the Fringe Festival, but um, it will be in the same kind of layout as Divine Beings. So anyone that hasn't that didn't get to see the physical version will still get to kind of experience. <laughs> what we've you know like the start the style of work that we do through through video so it should be really cool that's great and that's that will be on exciting. the 21st of March <laughs> okay and I think for for the link for, for that um, I'll put that on the show notes page if, if you send that to me and so people who are interested can then go onto the show notes and details of the show notes page will come at the end of this podcast um so I, this this is a, a good point to actually bring in the soliloquies of solitude which um which is how I first came across you guys um you um we were part of a film group and and you showed a few of those uh, YouTube videos which I just thought were amazing they were very short uh but also really powerful um each of them different um and um uh, also transitioning from theater to film you actually took on the medium of film and used it uh rather than just going oh well we're a theater company let's just you know film what we do normally but you actually used um the medium of film in a creative way as part of the, the storytelling. Um, can I invite um, Jasmine? Would you like to, to, to start us off? And then we'll we'll go over to Hillary next. So Jasmine Kellier. 
Yeah, um, so Soliloquies of Solitude, um, we, for this, for this piece, we had to create about 20 minutes worth of content, um, Soliloquies of Solitude, uh, which got, I think there was about, there's about five different chapters, um, so each individual cast member had their own story to tell within the chapters, um, focusing on isolation, um and also solitude um and what it means to each each cast member so um for example Jody took on the film um and he'll probably explain a little bit about that later um he took on um you know he took it on with a poem in Catalan which is his first language um and you know uh because I was editing all of the collection um I really tried to give a bit of everyone's personality to each of the pieces so they're all got different dynamics so you know with Colin's piece um and this was the piece that was featured in uh, Divine Beings um you know um just selecting the colors and the music to complement to really like accentuate the piece which is a really you know delicate really like the the poet the poetry and the words are so impactful um you know just just trying to complement everyone's pieces and then Pam's piece um sugar butt which is quite funny and quite vibrant and you know to kind of counteract that with some I think it was kind of like jungle dance music mm. and you know add the backgrounds in so yeah it was a really fun project to make um soliloquies of solitude uh we kind of came came up with it last year in October and, and your and your piece Jasmine oh yeah sorry um yeah and myself and also Juju um Juju had a piece called Mabel which was about you know adoration of the the female like uh, a woman that she really admired and this is Juju Gaiva one of the other um, actors in, in in the team yeah um Juju Gaiva and then also my own piece um which was called Dressed Up Nowhere to Go which was um just a reflection of being like um you know like making yourself <laughs> I don't know like getting ready being really uh, like doled up or whatever but then not really having anywhere to 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 leave the house for not having a purpose to leave the house so it was kind of yeah um loads of cutaway clips on on you know on that so yeah it was a quite interesting collection to do and to edit as well <laughs> thank you um and uh hillary may as as director how how did the, all this sort of come about and what was your involvement in it, in it all? okay so how this all first came about was that i got contacted by um z z u u k which is uh uh, an, an immersive theatre company, uh, which is based in Stratford. And they um, came up with, they asked me if I had a proposal to come up with a performance. So because of um, Pam and I did Sugar Butt in the summer, I thought I could do a collection of, um, uh, of people's pieces as like divine pieces as a film. So, um, I I spoke to Jasmine about that to try and get a collective um, storytelling film piece so that we could present this uh, because that was also a performance, another film performance. And so this is how we um, started it off. So really it was from um, 
from the idea of sugar bar and also um, well sugar bar and then we decided to um, contact people in the company um, about doing some of their pieces so we contacted a few people and they said they would like to do it and 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 uh, that's what we did we uh, created short films and so that was kind of that was the the beginning of getting our work out there in a different format so and knowing that it's possible brilliant so yeah that's we started it Thank you. And so um, let's go over to Pamela Laniero, um, because all the pieces are different. Um, and what I, you know, uh, there was um, Collins, which was uh, much more sort of um, contained and a little bit sort of muted. Um, and then there was Jasmine's, which is this um, fab, you know, girl who's all dressed up and she's putting on her makeup and there's it's quite sort of action packed. Um, and then we come to Pamela's, which is this hilar absolutely hilarious piece um, uh, about going on dating apps. Um, and it was just so funny and such a wonderful contrast. Um, Pamela Laniero, would you like to say something about that? Um, yeah, um, I I really enjoyed doing it actually, and um, again, Hilary told me what she was looking for, and she knows that I really like comedy. I can be serious too, um, but I really like comedy. I mean, um, I did, um, as Jasmine was saying, when we did the performance in in Divine Beings at the Camden People's Theatre. I had, they gave me an opportunity to write a small piece and that kind of helped me to do um, Sugar Butt and um, I really enjoyed the kind of um, uh, funny side to lockdown and how people are, you know, so, uh, how I felt about it as well and what I could bring to it, um, you know, if I was in that character uh, playing the character that I was playing. So, um, yeah, so it kind of helped to bring the comedic side of it and 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 um, how one would cope in, in during, during lockdown. And all the, I thought some of the bits in the piece about, you know, cakes, uh, help me out if, if I remember this correctly, about um, cake costing £75 and... Uh, you know how how and it goes with um when people were trying to make um there was a lot of cooking during lockdown and when you went to the supermarket there was no flowers available they were so expensive every all the prices went through the roof you know yeah, and so, it's wonderful to incorporate that as a in, into the piece yeah. that when, when you watch it you're going oh yeah 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 it's exactly yeah. like that Thank you, Pamela. Um, so, uh, Colin Simon Barrett, your your piece in contrast, as I said, was was quite muted. Would you like to to say something about that? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm first of all, I mean, it it was something that I wrote over twenty years ago, and that you know, once as I say, as I got involved with Hillary and sorry, and the Michael Knight Theatre Company, um, and I was asked if I wanted to contribute, it was one of the first pieces that I thought because. It is a very introspective. It's very raw. It's very, you know, it, it, it's me, and 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 I remember the impetus or the inspiration for writing it, um, you know, back in 1999, um, and I think it's still relevant. You know, it, it, it's a ubiquitous me message, really. And in, re in regards to lockdown, where we are now, 
um, if you didn't notice, that, you know, everyone has their version of it. Everyone has their, I mean, the, the, sorry, the title is the me, the, me no, the me That Nobody Knows. So it's about, you know, the, you know, the quiet times within ourselves, the reflective times, you know, and whatever that brings, you know, it's not, you know, it, it, yeah, and it's about marinating in that, marinating in that, um, that vulnerability, which, you know, I like to think is where I, you know, you know, my ground zero, because, you know, that, that is a truth that, you know, you know, and, and I'm grateful for the life that has been reanimated into the piece because it was something I wrote again as I said I did I'm sure I performed it at the time but it's been dormant for about most of that time so it not only I'm grateful for it that it it breathed life into it and also into my ability to perform it and for people to hear it but also that it's it's relevant, it will always be relevant, not only for me as a, the writer and the performer and the artist of it, but, you know, it's relatable and uh, yeah, everyone's I think that's got their version true. of it right now. Yeah, regardless of lockdown, actually, you know, yeah. the me that nobody knows, we, we all have that part of ourselves. Um, and, and what I loved about the pieces generally was um, your, yours was filmed on, on a mobile phone. So, you you know, and it was just you you talking to the phone. And, and so you got that sense of really being alone and, and that, that mm. sort of um, that that. Um, very uh, not quite secret but sort of intimate because it was you and the phone and and we all know that we have this relationship with our with our phones that is actually it's probably the closest object that we have Um, and and Pamela's piece was done uh, as as you mentioned on Zoom so that kind of taps into the sort of um, dating apps and, and connecting with people over over Zoom um, uh, in, in, uh, in in lockdown um, so that also was was quite a lovely aspect of these of these films. Um, and so over, over to Jordi Villa, um, your um, your piece uh, in Catalan. When when I came across it, I was like, oh oh, and there are no subtitles. This is weird, um, but actually it is really powerful. It really really works because I got the sense of homesickness and and being in another, in, in another country. Um, so please do do tell us something about about that. Yeah, so uh, when they when uh, Hilary and also Jasmine asked me to um, to th- to think about a piece of solitude and um, as as we say before as well uh, in this time it's easy it's more time to create maybe or easier or easier because it's many things to express as well so it came it came this this poem in Catalan. I, I asked if I could do it in 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 my language, and uh, yeah, uh, when they did, it, then we thought about put subtitles for the people to read it. But Hillary proposed not to because it would be more of, a, as you say, no, like to trans transmit the transmit the um, my feelings to the people or my. Uh, um, how how to how could I express myself and uh, not with the people knowing exactly what to read or what I am saying? So yeah, uh, that was the the idea, and yeah, great. Thank, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jordi. Um, thank so. You. 
you know, with with the ongoing restrictions and lockdowns, you know, that, that's going to be with us for a while. You know, we hope with the vaccine and everything, we'll be able to go out again and, and have theatre again. But, I, you know, it could it most likely sort of come in waves uh, of depending on what, what's out there. Um, what do you think will happen to theatre generally? Um, can I uh, invite you, Colin Simon Barrett, to, to kick off this discussion? Um, well, I mean, I don't, I'll just give my personal impression because, you know, not only, you know, as, as an artist, I want to share my work and um, be part of a team or part of a company like Michael Knight Theatre um, and others is that I'm also a theatre goer. I, I, I'm grateful that I would watch a lot of theatre and live events, you know, as much as I can. And I did so a lot. I was just talking with my godmother. We've It's been literally a year on her birthday at the beginning of February last year that we haven't been anywhere. Um, but that said, I mean, you know, other than you, it, it's hard not to think about the deficit in in terms of the, the, the money, the infrastructure that once was. You know, um, it, it, it of course it's eroded, and you know how it comes back. I don't know. I really don't know. But you know that. But I have no doubt that uh, creatives, enthusiasts, you know, lovers, patrons, and the likes will all you know coalesce somehow to 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 reform, rebuild, and you know, uh, you know, not only give life to theatre, but give life back to the the creatives who do that. I mean, how? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it just like reaching this far in the pandemic and the lockdowns, we've adapted. We've adapted, you know, and, and you know, it's we, we, we will adapt in whatever is necessary. And it may not necessarily be easily tangible at the beginning, but we will. And, but, can but, I, but, uh, and just as a theatre company, you know, um, even in my, my participation, my, my contribution to uh, uh, um, soliloquies of solitude, you know, although the piece is mine and, you know, it was a, a very different uh, meeting in terms of putting it on, on video. And that is a challenge for me and not only to do it by yourselves. So me adapting to that, you know, who is very sort of singular in their technology use, you know, I know what I know, but, um, you know, that adaptability, you know, was there at least from a basic level. So if I could do that, we can come together and, you know, build the bridge that takes us to where. Brilliant. Um, and can can I open it up to anybody else who, who would like to... Um to say something about the future of theatre generally? I'll hand over to, to Pamela Laniero. What I was going to say was, um, I was just going to echo what Colin was saying. I think in order to survive, um, you have to adapt. Um, you have to adapt with the times, uh, whether it's, um, whether it's uh, times of a pandemic or, 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 or natural disaster. You have to find a way to survive, and we've shown a little way of surviving. Um, in and we're using the tech, the the media, the medium form to 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 show our work. So that's what I really. I think theatre will always find a way to survive. 
Thank you, Pam. Um, over to, to Hilary, Hilary May. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say that this is, you know, echoing both, both Colin and Pam, what they were saying, but also this is also um, gives, has given me the motivation more to go through that whole thinking. It's, it's like, you know, that whole feeling of it's impossible and I don't believe impossible. I think, you know, I, I believe that, you, you know, uh, you could go through those challenges and and it's and it's it, as I said, it motivates me more about theatre, and and it also brings that passion. It tells the truth of where where I am in theatre. Is this what I really want to do? Yes, it is. So this is this this whole thing. As I said, it's like you know that whole ref, the 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 corona um, has brought that whole reflection on on the motivation of what I want to do with art and what is out there, what's the possibilities, and there's lots to do. So that's what's done for me. Yeah. Thank you. Would anyone um, else, perhaps Geordie Villa or Jas Jasmine Kalia? I mean, um, also as well, thinking about um, just the amount of training that one goes through to become an actor or performer, um, you know, I'm sure that there's always a way to continue your art and your craft so even if it's not um in the in the way traditional you know theater setting or event setting that we're used to maybe it raises the question of why can't we think outside the box with theater um because i know i like i i work why well, before the pandemic was actively working as front of house in the theater and um, the thing that when I started the job, I re I, that threw me off was the etiquette and the behavior and the rules of being in a theater. Uh, someone that never really, like I've been to theater, like see shows before, but it really was, a, it's, a, it's something that you have to really adapt to if you've never been in that kind of atmosphere before. Um, so I think it definitely is breaking something within theatre that was uncomfortable um and also as well it's kind of flattening out the I don't know how to explain it like kind of taking away that barrier in in theatre in in a way um you know because it it wasn't it was very enjoyable before the pandemic but it's definitely raised a lot of questions about um where performers, where people, the way that the world sees performers, the way that the world sees the, the space of theatres, and uh, maybe it's time for a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a shake-up to be, to you know. So, well, I think that's yeah, really interesting. Yeah. It just reminded me, um, this probably tells you how old I am, but I remember the days when I first went to the theatre as a, as a young kid. Um, I, um, you know, you had to dress up um, and, and wear smart clothes. And, and back in the back in the back day, even before I was born, you, know, you had to wear a black tie and evening gown and all this. Um, and so it's really, really evolved over time. And in our modern period, um, you know, it's much more participatory, participatory um, and you can wear anything you like uh, and it's in different venues and now you know as you say um, this is an opportunity for a shake-up to think creatively outside the box so so thank you for that um uh i don't know geordie villa would have you got anything to to to, to add to on on this on this point well no i agree with 
all um, what they say, and we will we will go over and we will back to we will go back to the theater. If we will do it again for sure soon. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you know, I, I could talk with you guys, you know, for for ages, but I think we need probably need to to, to wrap it up now. Um, and so um, I'm going to hand over um, to to Hillary to really talk about, um, I guess, you know, what what what's the future of the Michael Knight Theatre Company? You know, how how is your work going to adapt, and and what do you see going forward? Um. So with uh, Michael Knight Theatre Company, I I do see a a. a different well, yeah well yeah I, I do I do see a different uh, type of theatre art form um, and I I what the what my one of my aims is to kind of break the convention of how theatre and the profile of of how actors used to be so it's going to be I uh, for, for for the Michael Knight Theatre Company it's going to be very inclusive with how people want to, to uh, create their pieces of work and how we, what the type of things that we're going to do and how that's going to impact everybody um, and not have, it's not going to be selective, it's going to be very, very inclusive. So that's my, that is what I see with the Michael Knight Theatre Company. And I, I, it's, it's already here and it's just going to evolve even more. And I, and I think that that, but I want that to be an impact to other theatre companies and to other theatre forums as well, that theatre doesn't have to be limited. Uh, you know, it, it's, 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 um, it's out there for everyone. You know, it's fun, it's creative, it's safe, you know, and I love it, you see. So that's why I'm very passionate about using this platform to get to that place where how theatre first started as 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 a as a you know people sat around and listened to stories you know and that's how I believe theatre should be yeah. wonderful theatre is not limited I love that yeah. um everybody thank you very much um Jordi Villa Pamela Laniero, Colin Barrett, Jasmine Kalia, um, Hilary Thank May, um, and uh, all the, the 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 link to Soliloquies of Solitude uh, there on YouTube. Um, uh, I'll put that on the show notes page. Um, it's been so wonderful talking to you. Um, I'm going to ask um, uh, Jasmine Kalia to tell us uh, uh, where where if people want to find out more about the Michael Knight Theatre Company, um, please tell us where to go. Uh, so we've got our Instagram, um, which is at the minute MKT Divine underscore Beings. Um, we are also being showcased at the Norwich Fringe Festival on the 21st of March um, at 7, I think it's 7.15. And um, the the link to the tickets on the website, I think I'll leave with you, Yang Mei. Um, and the pricing is between £9 and £4 to see to see the show it's pay what you like kind of system and we'll definitely be doing a lot more um you know upcoming projects during this year as well so <laughs> I, I think we'll probably announce everything on our instagram but yeah <laughs> brilliant thank you very much everybody um so goodbye do you have a shout out goodbye <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you so much thank for you having us
My creative conversation today was with some of the members of the Michael Knight Theatre Company. Hilary May, Colin Simon Barrett, Pamela Laniero, Jordi Villa and Jasmine Kalia. There are photos and links to some of the things we talked about on the show notes page. You can use the bit.ly short link, which is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, forward slash creative conversations hyphen podcast. Or you can go to tigerspirit.co.uk forward slash blog and click through to creative conversations. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Creative Conversations podcast, please share it with your friends wherever you share stuff. Or you can subscribe to the show or leave us a lovely review on anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Spotify. You can find it by searching for Creative Conversations and my surname, Ui, which is spelt O-O-I. All this will help more people hear about the show. The Creative Conversations podcast is produced by tigerspirit.co.uk. The podcast web link again is bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash creative conversations hyphen podcast. I'm Yang Mei Ui. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as at Tiger Spirit UK. Thanks for listening and see you next time.